get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four hour late Over fifth stop, I flush out Red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover This is getting colder And I ain't got time and I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people Look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network
feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that, I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line I'm
All right. Uh, let's do this. Day, you know. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation. And we, we, we are high frequency. I want to thank you for, you know, checking out the show. Thanks for being here with us. Tonight's show is the four main benefits of a business trust. I know I'm waxing poetic. I'm truly, I'm really trying to do my best in an attempt to make this plain and simple for as many people as possible. You know, um... And then there's no shame in my game, you know. Hey, I know what I do. You don't go to a car mechanic to get a bagel, do you? No. You just roll up in there, you know, ride over the little air tube, ding, ding. And they say, can I help you? Like, hey, can I get a bagel? No. You don't do that. You go to the bagel shop to get a bagel. I, I look at the foundation as, you know, this is the, the spot for getting that trustee trained, learning how to administer these private entities. If you don't like it, I mean, I appreciate you. Definitely do. But I never want to hold you back from doing things that bring you joy. You know what I mean? So with that being said, today's show, once again, four main benefits of business trust. I'm your host, so, L, and I would like to once again welcome you to the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network, where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So, as always, we are applying that correct information correctly here at the foundation. And I want to start off, as I always do, by saying all thanks, praises, honors due to the creator and ancestors. I also want to say peace and big up. Shout out to, you know, my big brother, your uncle. I'm going to call him your uncle. That's your uncle. You better claim your family. The uncle of the conscious community. Big brother, you fell. Shout out to the, you know, shout out to the brother. High Frequency Radio Network Creator. SPU, SPC. Wow. Here we go. I'm going to start off with this. Fumbly, fumbly, fumblies. SPCUniversity.com You're looking to get that SPC Or secure Party creditor dance Look no further Go to SPCUniversity.com Yusuf has your bid act I would also Like to welcome you to check out Welcome to the foundation.com Make sure you sign up for the email list For those exclusive offers Content And events Appreciate all the email subscribers You know So make sure you sign up for that email list As well as you know Welcome to the foundation.com Check out the PDF section Get your free information Free learn Go grab and go Bounce with it And if you decide to come back Or if you never left in the first place Check out the education section Where you can find the foundation trust primer Which is over 18 Documents handpicked by yours truly If this trust stuff is new to you If you like what I've heard of it. What's really what? Well, you can check out this episode, the four main benefits 
a business trust, but you can also grab that foundation trust primer and really, really get into it. Begin that educational journey. You can continue that educational journey by getting your hands on the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3. That's the Foundation Trust Series. I would say, you know, beginner, intermediate, little advanced. The advanced version Part three, you know, we get into some monetary things, some investments, different types of vehicles and stuff. But you definitely want to get the entire series. I I would definitely recommend that. But, you know, part one, part two, part three, IRS code, internal revenue manual code. We have uh, Supreme Court case citations, Black's Law Dictionary citations. There's no, you know, I don't like to hypothesize. We do that dance for real, for real here at the foundation. Also. In the education tab, you can find the Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2, you know, from Brother Chris L. He came through and luxuriously and lavishly laced us so that we can get that information. If, if you choose to, you know, be involved, if that's, if that's your cup of tea, if not, that's cool. It's cool. You know, hey, the Easter own, and we respect that here at the foundation. So, you know. Either way, check out that education tab. Also, you can find the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you're into social media for the foundation at welcometothefoundation.com as well as you can make a donation and you can book a consultation. It's very convenient. It's a convenient place. Why don't you go there right now? www.welcometothefoundation.com. I know it's so 90s. www.welcometothefoundation.com. Who, who does that? I guess I do. Welcome to the foundation.com. Y'all. I want to say peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners, live callers, live internet listeners, archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners. However, you check out the show. If you if you checking this out as a snippet on social media, peace. I appreciate you investing in your private education. I also want to say peace to all the trustees in private trustee training here at the foundation as well as peace to those who invest in their private education whether it be with the foundation here or outside of the foundation I also want to say peace to everyone we've done business with in the private anyone that has sent an email well wishes or current event or has otherwise added to the found bizzle I appreciate y'all look why not have fun in life? You, you should enjoy life. You know, and you should do the things necessary that will allow you to enjoy life. And a lot of times, that's going to be some work. You have to put in some work. But don't let the fact that you're going to have to put in work deter you from living your best life. Do it. Trust y'all having a great week. So let's jump into these current events before we get into the four main benefits of business trust. I do want to say that this is a document. If you'd like to get your hands on this document, you should email the secretary. Secretary at welcome to the foundation.com. You will get that document sent to you expeditiously. If y'all haven't noticed, you know, the last 
several shows have been, you know, kind of document format shows. And, you know, if we talk a full disclosure, I'm trying to get y'all to read. I'm just, I'm really trying to get y'all to read this stuff. You know, not guess, not think, oh, I thought, no, no, I thought, I, I should have, I could have, none of that, nope. Really, really looking to get y'all to read and, you know, obtain your own data and information to create your own perspective. Principles of few. Methods are many. So once you get the principles, you can do your own method. And then I would like to holler at you because you could probably teach me something. But let's jump into these current events, yo. Look, I'm going to tell y'all right now. It's not looking too good out here, player. For the public. Private's a whole nother thing. New York Times. Number of U.S. workers quitting their jobs in September was the highest on record. On record, employers are still struggling to fill millions of open jobs and to hold on to the workers that they already have. More than 4,400,000 workers quit their jobs voluntarily in September. The Labor Department said last Friday that was up from 4.3 million in August and was the most in two decades the government has been keeping track. Nearly a million quit their jobs in the leisure and hospitality industry alone, reflecting the steep competition for workers as businesses recover. From last year's panorama-induced shutdowns, there were 10.4 million job openings in the United States at the end of September. That is down a bit from the record 11.1 million posted in July before the poke poke and the blah blah and the lee lee led to a slump in the sales in some businesses, but demand for labor remains extraordinarily high by historical standards. Before the panorama, the record for job openings in a month was 7.6 million. And that was November 2018. The Labor Department revised its estimate of job openings in August to 10.6 million player. There are roughly 75 unemployed workers for every 100 job openings. It's the lowest ratio on record. record. Separate data released last week by the Labor Department showed that job growth rebounded in October, but that the labor force barely grew. Quote, you're essentially seeing demand continuing to increase without an offsetting increase in talent until some New talent comes in until we get employees who are on the sidelines back into the markets. Very likely this is going to continue. And quote, this is Ryan Sutton, a district director for Robert Half International, which is a staffing firm. He kind of cite a number of reasons for the slow return. The panorama is still disrupting childcare, making it hard for some to work. Our workers are worried about contracting the blah, blah or spreading it to family members. Many Americans have also built up their savings during the panorama, allowing them to be choosier about jobs. These factors are likely to ease as the panorama ebbs and savings dwindle, but 
Other shifts could prove more lasting in a research note published last Friday. Economists at Goldman Sachs observed that roughly two-thirds of people who had left the labor force during the panorama were over 55. Many of them have retired and are unlikely to go back to work. The labor crunch is giving workers the upper hand in negotiations. Wages have risen sharply. In recent months, particularly in service jobs, although in other industries, pay is lagging behind the pace of inflation. The recent rise in the number of workers quitting suggests that many are taking advantage of their leverage to accept better paying jobs or to look for them. At the same time, understaffing in many businesses may be putting stress on remaining workers, leading even more people to leave their jobs. Industries that require most employees to work in person, such as manufacturing, retail, and healthcare, as well as leisure and hospitality, report the biggest increases in the rate of workers leaving their jobs. Quote, we are seeing big pickups and quits in the industries that are having the hardest time hiring right now. End quote. This is Nick Bunker. He's the director of economic research for the job site Indeed, Indeed.com. Kaylee Sweating, Sweeting, worked as a bartender in Melbourne, New Jersey, through most of the panorama, despite concerns about interacting with unmasked customers and frustration about low wages. But when the restaurant pressured a colleague to come to work sick this summer, Miss Sweeting quit. Quote, the job was absolutely no longer worth it. I was hurt that a company that I gave my time to did not seem to prioritize me or my safety, end quote. You should get a grip. They prioritize companies, prioritize profits. Just so you know, I want y'all to know, they prioritize profits. So Miss Sweeting, who's 23, and her partner, a cook, decided to take the money they had saved to buy a house and open their own vegan restaurant instead they recently signed a lease and are beginning renovations with plans to open early next year they are trying to apply the lessons they have learned as employees promising good wages paid time off and other benefits that are basic restaurants and jobs have often failed to provide quote i genuinely love the industry miss swing said i just don't love the way it's managed i feel like the only way to change it is to implement the change as well yourself End quote. That's a lot of people quitting their jobs. Moving forward, homelessness in the high is, I'm sorry, homelessness is at its highest levels in New York City since the Great Depression. Homelessness has reached its highest level. Quote, in order to break out of homelessness, people in crisis need access to relationships and vital resources. Many times people living on the streets are so burdened with the tasks of daily survival that they don't have the capacity to figure out where to go and what to do in order to get back on their feet, which allows them to become self-sustaining. That's where we come in with the connections they need, end quote. And where I see relief. I mean, uh, that's too bad. CNBC inflation is not going away anytime soon. And Biden will have to wait like the rest. Man, look at that line. After lying dormant for years, inflation is once again chipping away at American wallets. It has become a chief concern for the White House. In recent months, the Biden administration ramped up its efforts to remedy the supply chain interruptions. Economists blame for hot inflation and President Joe Biden 
has been pushing his economic agenda as a remedy for inflation worries, but ask investors, economists, and the American people for their thoughts on inflation, and no one sees inflation cooling off anytime soon. That means everyone from the president to everyday voter will likely need patience to get through this. You need patience, guys. You need patience to get through this inflation. CNN business. Inflation isn't going away. Here's how to make money from it. What? Oh, you can make money from it? Basically tell you to buy stocks and consumer staples like Coca-Cola, Pepsi. Okay, cool. But if I can't afford to put dinner on my plate, why am I buying stocks? Interesting, though. They tried, I like how they tried to spend that. That was dope. CNN Business, breakfast is going to be more expensive next year. Expect to pay more for some of your favorite cereals, snacks, soups, and cooking brands next year. General Mills notified retail customers that it's raising prices in mid-January on hundreds of its items across dozens of brands. They include Annie's, Progresso, YoPlay, Fruit Roll-Ups, Betty Crocker, Pillsbury, Cheerios, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Lucky Charms, Wheaties, Reese's Puffs, tricks and more according to letters general mail sent to at least one major regional wholesale supplier last week for some items prices will go up around 20 percent beginning next year the wholesaler shared general mills's letters with cnn business on the condition of anonymity to protect the company's relationship with its suppliers leader at the company said it plans to push along all of the increases to its grocery and convenience store customers he expects they will then pass them down to shoppers rising prices grocery prices have increased sharply during the panorama oh yes they have after stagnating from 2015 through 2019 oh so prices didn't raise for four years you should be happy prices climbed one percent in october from september and we're 5.4% higher than at the same time last year, according to the latest data from the Bureau, Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Bureau, sometimes it's a hard word for me, and rear wheel drive. Sometimes you know, I got to say that slow. Rear wheel drive. I try to say it fast. Flast. Wow, see? You see? Y'all see what I'm talking about. I try to say it fast and boom. But back to inflation. CNN Business, inflation is coming for your cup of coffee next. Not even coffee is immune to the powerful forces of extreme weather and inflation. Coffee futures climbed to the highest level since January 2012. It's just the latest spike for a commodity that has seen its value surge more than 80% so far this year. Unfortunately, this means coffee drinkers will be paying higher prices at grocery stores and coffee shops in the coming months. And that will only add to the inflationary pressures currently causing anxiety for millions of Americans. The blame for the coffee spike falls in large part on the severe drought and unusual frost conditions in Brazil. The world's largest supplier of coffee beans, this extreme weather, has threatened coffee supply and set off alarm bells in financial markets. It, create, quote, it created a panic in the market. End quote. This is Carlos Mera, head of agricultural commodities research at Rabobank. Coffee inflation is the latest example of how extreme weather, at least some of which is driven by climate crisis, is creating nightmares for farmers across the globe, and that in turn is making food more expensive. For everyday Americans and people around the world, as of August, world 
food prices soared 31% over the past year, according to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. 31% in a year. But look, and we're going to have shortages of food, yes, due to climate change, quote, and drought in these, these extreme weather conditions. I mean, if it can snow in Texas and have ice in Texas, y'all need to understand what's coming. So not only do you have inflation due to weather and conditions and drought and stuff, you have inflation due to the expansion of the money supply. And that's that's too bad. CNBC food banks see perfect storm of high demand, inflation, and supply chain shortages heading into the Thanksgiving holiday. The onset of the panorama last year prompted millions of Americans to wait in long lines for food assistance in the face of an unprecedented economic shock. Now approaching the second Thanksgiving since the panorama started, food banks say they are still seeing high levels of demand for help from people coping with food insecurity. That includes food banks in Minnesota, which is seeing a new record spike in cases heading into the holiday. Quote, things really aren't much different than they were for us a year ago. End quote. This is Allison O'Toole, CEO of Second Harvest Heartland, one of Feeding America's food shelves that serves 59 counties in Minnesota and Wisconsin. The organization, which is more than two decades old, recorded a 30% increase in people accessing assistance for food. Those requests for help comes amid other challenges for the Minnesota community, O'Toole said, including an uneven economic recovery and, quote, racial hunger divide, end quote, where communities of color experience food insecurity at twice the rate of their white neighbors. Moreover, high inflation and supply chain issues are making paying for a uh, paying for, excuse me, and obtaining goods more challenging. Quote, it's the perfect storm a year later, which is super sobering, end quote, O'Toole said. Government data points to signs that the economic recovery is underway. The latest weekly jobs claims, who cares? Yet, there are also signs that many individuals and families are struggling. Almost 20 million adults, which is 9% of all U.S. adults, said their households either sometimes or often did not have enough to eat in the past seven days, according to a government survey from September 29th to October 11th. Families with children are faring far worse, with 12% reporting they were not eating enough because they could not afford to pay for food. Food prices rose 4.8% in October from a year ago, according to the latest data. That compares to 5% gain in prices overall, the fastest since 1990, including food and energy. Ongoing stimulus efforts, including one-time government checks, aren't helping. An organization, I'm sorry, in 2020, the organization's food distribution jumped 145%. Yet, as of this month, it's still up more than 100% over pre-panorama levels. A food distribution event over the past weekend drew 1,500 cars. Quote, we're still experiencing pretty significant demand for food and doing what we can to get food out there to people. End quote. Much of how well areas have recovered depends on their hospitalization rates. In Minnesota, the price of ground beef has increased by 25%, making it, quote, undoable at the moment. End quote. For Second Harvest Heartland, according to O'Toole, 
Food prices across the border are 5% from last year. Sourcing food, which largely comes from donations, has been more challenging for Second Harvest's Heartland teams. Recently, they received almost no meat. One of the most requested items. Other products, particularly culturally connected, food ingredients like soy sauce, sriracha, or jasmine rice have become harder to get and more expensive. Other orders have seen long delays. It's super uncertain, O'Toole said, and unsteady. Supply chain issues have also affected the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, particularly with regard to driver shortages and transportation. Quote, we've noticed that farther away something is, the longer it's going to take to get, Flood said. The Los Angeles Regional Food Bank is planning to start off 2022 as best as possible, but are expecting it to be much like what they're experiencing now. Quote, it's hard work to look to the second quarter because there's too many variables, end quote, for food banks that rely on heavily, uh, rely heavily on donations. Much of their outlook will depend on how much money they raise in the remaining weeks of the year. Even if people cannot make a financial gift, they can help by volunteering. Food insecurity is solvable. Solvable, that is a great part of this problem. We can do it, and we can do it best if we do it together. It's um, it's a it's a it's a wonderful sentiment. I I I'm not necessarily surprised to see these numbers though. CNN Business, not just the supply chain going green is hiking prices too. President Biden and Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell are committed to fighting inflation, but the two may face an uphill battle bringing consumer prices down due to a factor that many experts may not be pricing into the economic picture. The rise of ESG investing. Investors have increasingly been looking to companies that support sustainable environment, social, and governance practices, which is ESG, environment, social, governance. But some may be ignoring the impact the so-called greenification of the global economy is having on inflation, according to a recent report by Seema Shah, chief global strategist at Principal Global Investors, an asset management firm. She called the phenomena inflation. Shaw said that the increased focus by big business and governments on cleaner environmental policies could be inflationary in the short term. Quote, I can't see a reason why the Fed will not acknowledge the E in its inflation outlook for much longer. We will see more central banks consider climate change, and I suspect the Fed will do so too. The green movement movement is not going away, end quote. So what is it about going green that could be a problem on the inflation front? For one, Shaw noted that higher costs for carbon credits or permits that companies can buy to offset emissions could potentially get passed on to consumers. She also pointed out that more businesses will potentially need to pay penalties if they don't meet the United Nations climate targets, something that also could lead companies to raise prices in order to preserve profit margins. Businesses may also face higher costs for labor, capital spending, and other expenses associated with the transition to be more eco-friendly and implement a more eco-friendly friendly business model. So basically going green is going to be inflationary. Yahoo News, Dollar Tree is hiking prices to a dollar twenty-five almost products. I heard someone say due to inflation, Jay Z has a hundred and some 
twelve hundred and twelve problems. I thought it was the dumbest joke I ever heard. It's so stupid. Unless you <laughs> unless he values his problems in dollars. It doesn't matter. Dollar Tree will raise prices from one dollar to one dollar twenty five on most of his products by the end of April, the company announced yesterday. Dollar Tree, which has sold products at one dollar for thirty five years was among the last of the major U.S. dollar store chains to retain its $1 price. The change is a reflection of the pressure on low-cost retailers amid rising inflation. The 100, I'm sorry, the $1.25 price point will enable Dollar Tree to return to its historical gross margin range by mitigating historically high merchandise cost increases, including freight and distribution costs, as well as higher operating costs, such as wage increases. The company said that 91% of shoppers surveyed during the initial testing phase indicated they would shop at Dollar Tree with the same or increased frequency. The decision is permanent and not a reaction to short-term or transitory market conditions. So even if inflation does subside, Dollar Tree will still not go back to a dollar. CNBC, the Federal Reserve, is likely to become a tougher talking central bank. Could end the bond program sooner. I would like to see that. CNBC, Fed members ready to raise interest rates if inflation continues to run high. Meetings, meeting minutes show. Uh, I wanna, I'm interested to see what happens when these fools try to raise these interest rates. What we got here? New York Times. Crunch at the ports may mean crisis at American Farms. It's just 60 miles from El Dorado Dairy in Ontario, California, to the nation's largest container port in Los Angeles. But the farm is having a little luck getting its products onto a ship headed for the foreign markets that are crucial to its business. The farm is part of one of the nation's largest cooperatives, California Dairies Incorporated, which manufactures milk powder for factories in Southeast Asia and Mexico. They use it to make candy, baby formula, and other foods. The company typically ships 50 million pounds of its milk powder and butter out of the ports each month. But roughly 60% of the company's bookings on outbound vessels have been canceled or deferred in recent months, resulting in about $45 million in missed revenue per month. Quote, this is not just a problem. It's not just an inconvenience. It's catastrophic. End quote. This is Brad Anderson the chief executive of California Dairies. A supply chain crisis for imports has grabbed national headlines and attracted the the attention of the Biden administration as shoppers fret about securing gifts in time for the holidays and as strong consumer demand for couches, electronics, toys, and clothing pushes inflation to its highest level in three decades. Yet another crisis is also unfolding for American farm exports. The same congestion of U.S. ports and shortage of truck drivers that have brought the flow of some goods to a halt have also left farmers struggling to get their cargo abroad and fulfill contracts before food supplies go bad. Ships now take weeks rather than days to unload at the ports and backed up. Shippers are so desperate to return to Asia to pick up more goods that they often leave the United States with empty containers rather than wait for American farmers to fill them up. It's a problem. CNBC, California docks see significant progress with supply chain backlog. Oh, that sounds good. That's good news, right? The executive director for the Port of Long Beach said 
today that the twin ports of California are making, quote, significant progress, end quote, in addressing the backlog of cargo ships and containers. Quote, I think we're moving forward with some progress, and hopefully, as we move into the next six months, we're going to continue to mitigate the, the scenario that we're seeing here, end quote. Mario Cordero, executive director for the Port of Long Beach, told CNBC's Becky Quick. I mean, that's six months. <laughs> oh, man, that's too bad. CNN Business, I don't know if you're paying attention, Turkey is going its own way on inflation. The lira is crashing. Turkey is plunging into a fresh currency crisis as investors dump the lira in response to the extraordinary decision by the country's central bank to slash interest rates in the face of soaring inflation, which typically is the, the opposite thing that you're supposed to do. The lira stabilized today but suffered a huge fall against the U.S. dollar yesterday. The lira f- fell. The lira fell more than 50%, 15% against the dollar at one point. The Turkish currency has lost 40% of its value just this year. Tuesday's plunge marked the 11th consecutive day of losses for the lira after the country's central, central bank last week cut interest rates by 100 basis, basis points. Rates have been slashed by 400 basis points from 19% to 15% since September. That's despite inflation running at an annual rate of 20% in October. Yipes. We got Yahoo News, quote, not currently available, end quote. Turks can't buy iPhones after Lira plunge. In Istanbul, Turks attempting to buy iPhones and other electronics received online error messages today, including from Apple's local website after a historic 15% plunge in the Lira the day before caused havoc for prices. Apple's Turkish website stopped sales of most products displaying a not currently available message. The local prices of phones and computers were some 10% below U.S. prices following the sudden depreciation in the lira. You can't even get iPhones over there. CNN Business Gap lost $300 million in sales because of supply chain issues. That's not good. Best Buy CEO in a sign of the times. People are broke, y'all. Best Buy CEO says the jump in theft is traumatizing its staff. CEO Corey Berry said theft is a growing problem at the company stores, and it is implementing added security measures, safeguards for employees and its shoppers. Quote, this is traumatizing for our associates, and it is unacceptable. We are doing everything we can to try to create an as safe as possible environment, end quote, Barry said on a call with analysts. They were analysts on the call. Barry said the company is implementing a number of tactics to minimize theft to protect staff and customers. For example, Best Buy is locking up more products and hiring security where appropriate. Barry said organized retail crime is on the rise of Best Buy, the tactic involves an organized gang of people who steal entire shelves of high-value products such as electronics to resell them for profit. Crime surge is becoming such a problem that it is hitting Best Buy's profits and could hurt its ability to retain and attract more employees in a tight labor market. Some incidents involved individuals bringing a weapon, such as a gun or a crowbar. 
The retail industry is struggling to handle the escalation in organized retail theft. A 2020 survey of 61 retailers from the National Retail Federation, the industry's largest trade group, showed organized retail theft jumped nearly 60% from 2015 and cost stores an average 719548 Dollars per $1 billion in sales. Smashing grab is on the rise. Barry's comments come on the heels of a string of retail thefts in San Francisco in just the last few days in which thieves targeted a Louis Vuitton store, a Burberry store, and a jewelry store, a Bloomingdale's, and a Walgreens. On Saturday, a Nordstrom department store near San Francisco was ransacked in what police described as a smash and grab incident. Industry experts say the store theft is now an acute problem and getting worse. Quote, while retailers have always suffered from general shoplifting, there's a growing scourge of organized gangs, which is a stealing, I'm sorry, which are stealing to order. End quote. This is Neil Saunders, retail analyst and managing director at Global Data Retail, who went on to say, quote, the gangs are much more dangerous for retailers and for customer shopping. The problem is that while store security and associates can take individual shoplifters to task, they're not able to do much against gangs as they are outnumbered, end quote. Saunders said it's local communities that will ultimately suffer if the trend isn't reversed. If theft grows too bad, then retailers will simply pull out of certain locations, as we have already seen with some of the drugstores. What's good news? Here's some good news, y'all. $15 $15 minimum wage for federal contractors will take effect January 30th. And this is federal, so it's going to, you know, states are going to have to get behind this. This is New York Times. Employees of federal contractors will make at least $15 an hour under a final rule that the Labor Department announced last Monday, providing a likely wage increase for over 300,000 workers. According to administration estimates, the wage floor will affect contracts that are ex- executed or extended beginning on January 30th, 2022. The current minimum wage for contractors is $10.95. Under a rule enacted by the Obama administration in 2014, which was scheduled to rise to $11.25 on January 1st, both rules require that the minimum wage increase over time to account for inflation. That's good news, right? No? Gold slips. On strong U.S. data in run-up to Fed minutes. So the dollar got strong. Yep, gold, precious metals got hammered. Um, I like to look at that as a buying opportunity. You know, I buy the dip. Silver goes down, I buy. Gold goes down, I buy. I buy, I buy, I buy. CNBC, not since Americans came home from World War II. Has inflation run through the economy like it is now? That's because... The panorama hit the economy like a sledgehammer, shattering the normal way business is conducted and consumers' lives are lived. The disruptions for many businesses have been difficult to repair and the return to normal has been challenging due to supply chain disruptions and labor shortages. All right, well, that's it for current events. I mean, I tried to find some good news. You know, they're over here saying that. Man, something just fell. What was that? I hope it wasn't something important, player. 
But it's just it's 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 downright difficult to find something, you know, positive, I guess. I apologize. Some may accuse me of cherry picking. No. Not doing that. But I appreciate y'all. Sticking around, so let's get into the show for Main benefits of business trust. Four main benefits. And you know, some people be like, Oh, I got a I got a nine eight number, I got the I got a foreign trust, so I don't gotta I don't gotta pay taxes. Yo I've heard I've heard that a lot. Most people, you know, they they listen to people who don't know exactly what they're talking about. They listen to people who, who maybe who just read something or they're repeating what someone else said that sounds cool. You know, there's they could have been listening to someone who just downright is an idiot, just straight up, just just stupid, and won't acknowledge it, won't admit it because their ego is too wrapped into how they perceive themselves and how other people perceive them. And these types of people, these types of gurus, if you ever have an issue or you have a question that they can't answer, they get mad at you. They get upset with you. They get mad at you for asking a question. Take, they take your money. You ask a question, they get mad at you. Talk about how you're not doing this or you're not doing that or you should have did this or how busy they are and Things of that nature, I've come to the conclusion that they're either stupid or just playing shady, shysty. I don't know, though. But four main <clears throat> benefits of business trust. What is business trust? Why? Why is business trust so important? Why do people care? What is the big deal? So before we get into the four main benefits, let's just talk about that. What is the big deal? The big deal is state taxes. State taxes. Right? If you have a, a, a state-created entity, such as a corporation or an S-corporation or something of that nature, there's, it's a state-created entity, so the state can tax it. So the state taxes on your LLC or corporation, and there's federal taxes on the LLC or corporation. Right? Well, a business trust doesn't account for state taxes because it is not a state entity. That's one thing. First of all, plain and simple. They're out here trying to run circles around people. You know, it doesn't matter with regards to do I feel like I'm intelligent and am I trying to pontificate as some sort of intelligent person? Through the proper administration of a business trust, a contract. Non-grantor, unincorporated business organization, if you want to get specific. They're not subject to any type of legislative restrictions as our corporations and partnerships. And, you know, there's a federal tax form, 1041, but there's no state tax form. 
as long as it, the entity is administered properly. And before I even go any further, let me say this. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I don't give legal advice, tax advice, training advice, relationship advice. I don't, I don't give advice, fam. If you're looking for advice or, or, or legal advice or determinations or, you know, you got to holler at a lawyer or attorney. I'm just going to tell you they were, they were educated by the state. They know state statutory law and stuff like that. They're going to burn you up. They're going to frustrate you. Or they're going to have you think of something that may be technically true because within the venue in the, within the legislative venue what they're saying could be technically correct but I mean there are, are other venues that are without the legislative venue but whatever I don't give legal advice tax advice none, I don't do none of that stuff just right now this is information educational purposes, uh, what, what was the other one? Entertainment, what, whatever, however you look at it. But that's the big thing. People, especially like high net worth business owners, chiropractors, um, what else we got? Business owners, Maybe doctors, surgeons, stuff like that. You know, there'd be a practice or a partnership, or maybe an LLC or something. And these guys are paying heavy, heavy, heavy prices at the state, heavy, heavy prices of taxes at the state level. Crazy taxes. And there are certain things afforded at the, at the federal level. So, bottom line, number one, what's the deal with the business trust? Why does everybody care? Because legally, there's there's the ability. And the potential to legally avoid taxes. Most people want to keep more than what they make. Cool. So that's the big deal. Big deal. That's number one. Number one right there. Number two, because a business trust is not governed by the state or the Internal Revenue Service. The contract itself determines what is an expense or what is a write-off, an allowable deduction on the taxes. Because, you know, the name of the game is to expense as much as possible to lower the taxable income. The business trust can expense things that limited liability companies cannot expense. S corporations cannot expense. Corporations cannot expense. Partnerships cannot expense. Sole proprietorships cannot expense. Why? Because these structures have specific limitations for expenses due to the respective internal revenue service publications. So specifically, corporate expenses that are allowable in the internal revenue code, you'll find that in publication 535. Well, with the business trust, the contract says what are and aren't ordinary and necessary expenses. The contract says it, not the Internal Revenue Code manual, not any statute from any state. The contract says it. So if the contract says it, the contract makes the law. So business trusts are able to expense things, to write off things, purchases, transactions that S corporations, limited liability companies, corporations, partnerships, sole proprietorships, general partnerships, that they can't. They can't. That's a benefit right there. And the third benefit, business trust can disperse 100% of its taxable 
income to a beneficiary and therefore owe no tax. The only similar entity that can do that is a, is a corporation or an LLC that's set up as a C-Corp. You know, they, they, they disperse, like Amazon disperses all of its taxable income to its shareholders. The company doesn't pay taxes. It puts it after expenses and write-offs and stuff like that. Anything that's left over, it distributes to its shareholders, and the shareholders must claim that shareholder income on their tax return. Very similar to what a trust can do. Also, a business trust can donate 100% of its taxable liability to a charity and therefore have no tax. There's really no other structure like the LLC, like a C-Corp or something. They can do write-offs and then they can pass taxable you know, uh, pay the salary, pay the bonuses, you know, invest in research and development, so on and so forth. Whatever's left over, they can pass it to the investors, the, the shareholders of Amazon. We're using the same example. But when it comes to write-offs, to when it comes to what ex- can be expensed, that's going to be controlled by the Internal Revenue Code. It's going to be controlled by the IRS. Whereas a business trust, what can be written off, what can be expensed, is not controlled by the IRS. It's controlled by the contract. So these are the three points, the three main reasons as to why everybody is so gung-ho about business trust. All right? If you didn't get that, download this or whatever you got to do and rewind it and just listen to it a bunch of times until you understand what I'm talking about. Because that's all it is, is you just need to be become acclimated to the information. You need, to be, you, know, you need to come into contact with it more and become more familiar with this information. But if you're following me, then that's cool. We're, we're following me. Now, let me get to the four main benefits of business trust. But first, as I segue into that, let me say this. The IRS, you can, you can type in business structures, IRS, in, in a Google search engine, whatever search, they got DuckDuckGo, Bing, Break. There's all types of search engines these days. You know, but you can type in business structures, IRS. And it says here, when beginning a business, you must decide what form of business entity to establish. Your form of business determines which income tax return form you have to file. Check this out. This language is so cold. You got to pay attention to how these fools word things. The most common form of businesses are the sole proprietorship, partnership, corporation, and S-corporation. A limited liability company is a business structure allowed by state statute. A legal and tax, I'm sorry, legal and tax consideration enter in selecting a business structure. And it goes on to say sole proprietorships, partnerships, corporations, S-corporations, limited liabilities. And then says, you know, here, refer to Small business administrations choose a business structure webpage, and they give you a link to go outside of the IRS website. Why do I bring this up? Because they said the most common forms of business. They're not going to tell you about a business trust. The IRS is not going to come out and say, hey, this is how you don't pay taxes legally. It's not going to happen. The most common form, they didn't say the only forms. The only form of business, they said the most common forms, and listed the, the forms of business that most people are 
um, familiar with exclusively. They know no other forms of business outside the most common forms of business. Hopefully you understand the distinction I'm attempting to make here. So let's go. Let's go. Every person or group of persons planning to enter in the business must make the basic decision at the outset of the form of the business. The decision will determine such things as benefits to be enjoyed, the risks to be assumed, the problems to be avoided, and much more, including the treatment of your business for estate purposes. The decision concerns the form of business organization. It should not be made quickly or taken lightly. The first form by far the most numerous is the sole proprietorship. Second form, most common and most widely recognized is the C-Corporation. The third form of business is the partnership. But the fourth form of business that is also widely used but is not well known among business professionals is what is known as the 1041 Contract Business Trust unincorporated business organization, the Massachusetts Trust, so on and so forth. As a form of biggest business organization, it's not unusual for the average business professional along with his attorney, his accountant, and or his consultant, business trusts are simply unknown. It is helpful to divide all trusts into two very distinct classes. One, those which are birth from inalienable rights and two, those are created by privilege of the state. The business trust is a powerful entity by which individuals may combine their resources to operate a business for profit. The business trust is created when one or more individuals convey, transfer, or exchange legal title to assets to the trustees. The trustees have vested power to manage and control all assets to which title was conveyed, transferred, exchanged, to pay for the profits and the prize to the persons who hold the beneficial interest in the trust. And now, the the property uh, transferred into the trust, it could be a logo, y'all. Straight up. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's get creative here. It could be a logo. It could be some intellectual property. It could be some, um, what do they call it, industry secrets or trade secrets on how to do something. It, it could be a book. It could be prop, uh, intellectual property rights. It doesn't have to be something physical. It doesn't have to be Federal Reserve notes. I would suggest that it's not Federal Reserve notes, especially when you're talking about the inception of your private contractual trust. Why would the initial funding of a private trust be with public paper? Think about it. So let me get into this. Where, where, where are we at with the four, man? Four. In general terms, a business trust will provide benefits and flexibility not available with other forms of business organization. As a result, it is very widely used but often unknown. The state of Ohio wrote an entire chapter of their state code 
to recognize the legitimacy of business trusts. I hope you all paying attention, taking notes or recording this or something. And that's the Ohio Code, subsection 1746. The state of Delaware updated its statutes regarding trusts. When the the Delaware General Assembly passed Senate Bill number 355, adding a new chapter to Part 5, Title 12 of the Delaware Code, entitled Chapter 38, Treatment of Delaware Business Trusts. According to the bill sponsor, the banking community within the state of Delaware was a major supporter of the legislation. The proper design and use of a business trust will provide at least four important and specific benefits. Number one, organization. A business trust will provide an effective and efficient form of business organization very similar to a corporation, but without the above-mentioned corporate attributes and far better than either a sole proprietorships, partnerships, and better than most small corporations, especially closely held ones. Number two, liability protection. The proper design and use of a business trust should provide the highest degree of professional liability protection. It is a fact established at law that the beneficiary of an ordinary trust is not personally liable to the persons for torts committed by the trustee. With a business trust, potential liability claims are limited to the assets of the trust itself. This protection can be enhanced by separating high-risk assets, equipment, or processes into separate trusts and then leasing the assets back from the trust. Furthermore, the assets of a business trust are exempt in the absence of fraudulent conveyance within one year prior to bankruptcy from the claims and actions of all personal creditors. Sounds like a crazy benefit to me. Number three, tax management. A properly designed and operated business trust can provide the ability to control, manage, and perhaps limit both estate tax and current tax liabilities. This is what everyone wants right here. This means that a, a trust beneficiary or the holder of capital unit receives passive income as a K-1 distribution rather than as W-2 wages will realize a tax savings of over 13%, sometimes over 20%, when dealing with the corporate rate, since many business operators pay out more in personal Social Security tax than in personal withholding, this can constitute a significant savings. Furthermore, a properly designed and operated complex business trust is not subject to the corporate tax on dividends. According to the Internal Revenue Code, a trust that distributes all of its income each year to its beneficiaries is allowed to treat such distributions as a deduction to the trust, resulting in no taxable income to the trust. The beneficiaries will will be required to declare the income as a taxable income on their own personal returns. If the income of a complex trust is not distributed, then the trust is required to pay the taxes. 
This provides a significant advantage over a corporate structure. Simple contractual business trusts are required to pass all income to the beneficiaries every year. And number four, estate planning. A business trust will provide important estate considerations. Because the business and its assets are owned in fee simple absolute, meaning both legal and equitable title together by the fiduciary trustee, there is no probate, no transfer of ownership, no disclosure of assets, privacy is maintained, and no estate taxes. None. Zero. The business itself may continue uninterrupted with a successor, operator, manager, agent appointed by the trustee, including a surviving spouse, child, or a hired employee. The beneficial or capital units of the trust are regarded as intangible personal property and can be transferable for estate planning purposes. Should a decision be made to liquidate or sell the business, all proceeds will be payable to the capital unit holders because the business and its assets can form a large part of an estate and therefore a significant contributor to eventual estate taxes. The value of a business trust in both business and estate planning quickly becomes obvious. So what we got? Number one. Organization. Very similar to a corporation, but without the uh, corporate attributes, far better than sole proprietorships and partnerships and an effective, efficient form of organization. Number two, liability protection. Much, much robust and comprehensive liability protection than a limited liability company than any other corporate structure. Number three, tax management. A properly designed and operated business trust can provide the ability to control, manage, and perhaps limit, limit, completely limit both estate and current tax liabilities. And number four, estate planning. Four main benefits of a business trust. Who can use contract business trusts? Sole proprietors, accountants, and CPAs, doctors, tax preparers, chiropractors, attorneys, daycare operators, franchise operators, churches, business owners, property managers, apartment buildings, service providers, artists and writers, restaurant owners, sports and gun dealers, rental property, bus drivers, self-employed business persons, towing operations, roofers, plumbers, electricians, masons, carpenters, general contractors. Independent contractors, manufacturers, dentists, pest control companies, opticians, opticians, insurance brokers, motel owners, ministers, multi-level salespeople, multi-level marketing, airline pilots, real estate agencies, or agents, shop owners, professional services, property owners, 
health practitioners, recreational businesses, taxi cab drivers, veterinarians, auto mechanics, lean companies, and more. One of the objectives of business trusts is to obtain for the associates most of the advantages of corporations without the authority of any legislative act and with the freedom from the restrictions and regulations generally imposed by law on corporations. And this is, you know, unequivocally why you're not going to find really this information in the public. You're going to have to go into private somehow, privately contract with someone in order to really get your hands on this information. Because the freedoms free from the limitations and restrictions placed upon corporate structures, sole proprietorships, LLCs, C-Corps, S-Corps. It sounds like it's too good to be true, so I know people who went to jail, so, yep, so do I. But they was doing something they wasn't supposed to be doing. They was mixing public and private. They were mixing, co-mingling certain information, processes, And generally, weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing properly. Trying to do stuff to get it done, not to do a thing to get it done correctly. And I think, you know, that bottom line, that's what it's about overall, ultimately. To get something done, but get it done correctly. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the name of the game. So, there you go, you know. There's the four, four main benefits of business trust, broken down succinctly. Uh, and if you understand, like most people are looking for that tax benefit, number three, right? But don't, don't miss out or count out any of the other benefits, the estate tax benefits, avoiding death tax, inheritance tax, generation skipping tax, keeping, you know, a business. You can start a business. In the form of a business trust. The only major setback, in my opinion, is that it's inherently difficult to build business credit on a business trust. LLCs, corporations, it's easy. Partnerships, it's easy. Business trust, they know what it is. Once they scan that document and they send it to legal, they know exactly what type of structure that is. And the powers of limited liability. That they can only attach a judgment to the trust and not to the trustees and they know that these business trusts they're pass-throughs they're pass-throughs the trust doesn't really own anything if you're doing it right your business trust doesn't own anything if the business has let's say for example logistics you got a trucking company right well the trucking company itself can be a business trust you have another business trust that actually owns the trucks the trucking company Contracts with the business trust that owns the trucks. So the trucking company itself, it has no assets. It doesn't own the trucks. And all of its profits are going to be administered according to the contract indenture. You can't impair the obligation of a contract. They know that. Legal, legal knows that. The legal, they know that. They know it. So why, why they're not going to give the business trust credit. Why? 
because there's no remedial action that can be taken against the business trust if it defaults on its credit. And they can't attach against the benefit. They can't go after the beneficiaries. They can't go after the trustees. They can go only go after the trust. So when you understand that, it makes sense. So it's like, okay, well, we'll start the LLC, right? And we'll build the business credit on the LLC, right? But the business assets, I'm talking down to the logo, to the intellectual property, to the domain name, uh, address for the website, any type of um, internal procedures, all that stuff is going to be owned by business trust. And the LLC is just going to lease or rent all of that stuff. It's not going to own anything. But it's a limited liability so, you know, it, you know the, they may come after the members, depending on how it's administered, because, you know, there's limited liability. But if the member is a business trust, they're, they're right back where they started, right back where they started. And this is the power. If you can't completely pick up what I'm putting down, please, like, re- re-listen to this show, like, three or four times, so you can put it into perspective. Because this stuff, once you understand this stuff, you get out of La La Land, you get out of Alice in Wonderland, you know, land, and you really, really narrow in, focus in, drill down, laser focus, whatever phraseology you want to use, and you begin to understand this stuff, it'll change your life. Man, I let other podcasts talk about sports. Other podcasts talk about discharge and and sovereignty. And there's other podcasts that talk about nationality. There's other people talking about credit cards and points and and how to uh, refurnish your your deck or how to build a garden. There's look. There are many different places you can go to get up. Any other type of information. But as far as I'm concerned, I've made it my life purpose, my life's work right here. To teach this information so y'all can understand the basics of it. At the basics, the base of it, the reason why they got so much control over us because we have such an attachment to their all capital name because we have nothing else to title vehicles. We have nothing else, no other name to title our vehicles. Our property, our real estate. Well, you're gonna do it in the LLC to stay structure. You're gonna put it in your all capital name to stay structure. You wanna pass that on to your heirs? Well, it's gonna be governed by state statute because these are state structures that that hold title to all this supposed property that you have. There's gonna be a problem. But if it's a trust that never dies and they have no control over it, for state purposes, it's a very powerful entity. For um, tax mitigation is a very powerful entity. So, you know, at least look into it. Email the secretary at welcome to the foundation dot com if you would like a copy of the document that I was reading from. It's a document. I'm gonna get y'all. Y'all can read. Y'all can read. Real quick, we got a minute left in the broadcast. If you are checking out the show online, you definitely want to call in. Call in number three nine three six two five. If you don't make it, you will be disconnected. If you want to listen to the rest of the episode, you will have to check out the archives.
So real quick, yeah, 563-999-3625. Otherwise, blah, blah. So, yeah, I trust, I trust y'all was able to, you know, wrap your, wrap your mind around, you know, the overall benefits of business trust. You also want to point out that, you know, get your hands on this document. This is a great document to read, you know, especially these documents on trust, you know, private trust. You want to read them multiple, multiple times. These things you can't just read one time and think it's all good. That's not how it works. So, oh no! If you you know would like information, you want some assistance, you you need maybe some more explanation. More of a one-on-one setting for you to get, you know, your mind wrapped around the subject matter, the the concepts that we're discussing here. You know, book a consultation. Shoot me an email, admin at welcome to the foundation dot com, and you know, let's let's get on the line, and you know, one-on-one, let's discuss. You know, what is your comprehension? What do you know? Where are you coming from? What's your background? What are you doing right now? What do you want to do in the future? And yeah, let's talk about how you can get there. It's one of the things that I really enjoy doing is, you know, helping people get to where I am because, you know, it's really, it's really exciting when you get certain achievements, but a lot of times you can only feel that excitement like one time, you know? And after that, it kind of wears off. You can only really, really access that level of excitement by helping someone else get to that level of excitement and experiencing it with them. And that's what I like to do with y'all, you know. I like to be the one that you, y'all call, like, yo, so I got my, 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 my business trust checking account open today. You know, I love, I love stuff like that. Oh, you know, I just left the, the motor vehicle, I got the, the the truck titled in the name of the trust today. It's crazy. I never knew this stuff existed, and I'm doing it. Thanks, so that's one of the biggest rewards that I can, I can ever experience. Someone sharing their excitement, their 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 pride, and their accomplishment with me. I really appreciate those moments, and I you know I would appreciate the moment. Were it to happen with you So if you've been waiting If you've on the fence You know jump off the fence man. You, get a, you get attacked from both sides When you're on the fence Jump off the fence Come over here to private Email me Admin at welcome to the foundation.com Let's get it, let's get it cracking let's, let's do this Make sure you check out Welcome to the foundation.com At least at the very least You have the email list You know you got exclusive stuff, this stuff that, you know, it's only going, goes on once a year. That's happening right now here at the foundation. We got new stuff coming in. Uh, we launched merchandise. Foundation merchandise. Different giveaways and events always are going to be announced on the email list. Anyone who's on the email list, you like special to me. So y'all get exclusives. You get straight exclusives. Otherwise, you know, you got the PDF section, 
You got the education section. But you know, go go park. Go park at Welcome to the Foundation. Make some coffee or some tea. Grab a notebook. You know what I'm saying? And your robe and your slippers. Real comfy. Comfy like sit down. And go park yourself at welcome to the foundation.com for like an hour. If you haven't already. But, you know, with that being said, I will not be taking callers today. I uh, I apologize for those who had their hand up. Some of y'all, there was a couple callers. As soon as they, as soon as they connected, they had their hand up. I, I apologize. I love y'all. Y'all my peoples. Y'all my fam. But I'm out. I'm out of here. I got to mosey move around. But I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. You know, I do these shows for you. You know, you know, hopefully these are inspiring. These are motivational. I want to I want to provide an avenue for conversation and dialogue with regards to subject matter that is very 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 obscure. 1% make it normal, let it be normal. And, you know, ultimately, I want to do business with my people. You know, I got to the point where I was tired of doing business with people who didn't look like me. You know, I want I want our dollars to circulate in our communities more. In order to do that, we each, we have to have businesses that we can we can frequent with each other. In order to have businesses, we must have knowledge, not only to create these businesses properly, but how to properly run these businesses, scale these businesses, and protect what we make from these businesses. I've seen many people work their butt off for five, four, four or five years on, on what they love, but they were not structured properly, got beat up, got disenchanted, lost the passion, and let it go. So, you know, you got in a row, and that's what we're looking to do here at the foundation. Help you get all your ducks in a row. So make sure you email us if you're looking to get your hands on this document. Secretary at welcome to the foundation.com. Shoot me an email, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. If you're interested in a consultation, you want to inquire with regards to trustee training, or you just got a basic question. You know, you want to do a consultation, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's definitely do it. But in the meantime, you know, just invest in your private education. Believe in yourself. And do yourself a favor to not only take care of yourself, take care of those around you, but, you know, invest in your education, your private education. Invest in your health. Invest in your happiness. These things are important, you know. We got to be well-rounded. We have to be holistic. We have to be 360. But we must understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And that's why I wanted to get with these four main benefits of business trust. So, I trust that you were able to learn something, that you walk away from this episode of The Foundation with a little bit more than you came with on a positive side. And, you know, if you so choose to, I look forward to assisting you in the future with your private transition and the setting up of your private estate. I would be honored if you would trust me in assisting you and your family to do that. But with that being said, like I say, I trust y'all had a great week, and I trust you will enjoy the rest of your week. Happy holidays for those who celebrate. Be safe in your travels. Take care of your people. If you get, you find yourself getting annoyed with your family members or something like that, just remember, it comes once a year, and soon they will be gone. So enjoy while you can. 
and make the most of it. Y'all have a great week. Take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night as it is very important. And I will catch you next week on the same network, the hottest radio network on the planet. That's High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L, here with the foundation that is Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L, and it has been a pleasure. To spend this, to invest this time with you. And I look forward to investing with you again next week. So y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. It's that power of attraction. And I'll catch y'all next week. Alright y'all, enjoy yourselves. Peace to the gods. High frequency radio.